Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. You're listening to The Daily Daf Differently. I'm Josh Buchan. Today we are looking at Tractate Yevamot, Daf 85. We are looking at a, a source on, on 85a specifically. So we have here an interesting, an interesting story that's brought up, and I think what's interesting about it is that it, it talks a lot about sort of the, the borders of who we want to include in our communities. And I know right now we live in a world that's very much a melting pot. And we you know I think we often think that this isn't always how it how it has been, and this Gemara seems to imply that it's actually always been a melting pot to some extent. And the Gemara kind of brings up very real questions, which is which are questions about what are the borders of our communities? Who do we include? Who do we who do we not include? How do we set up those those fences? So we have here a, a story that says Rav Papa and Rav Huna, son of Rav Yehoshua arrived at the town of Hinsivu, uh, to the place of Rav Yidibaravin. So the townspeople asked Rav Papa and Rav Huna, is it prohibited for daughters of priests who are fit to marry priests to marry men uh, disqualified from the priesthood or not? So, so we have the following case that's brought up that's asked before them. Basically, we have women who are, who are kasherot, who are the daughters of priests, and they're fit to marry full-fledged priests. And the question raised is whether or not it's permitted for them to marry priests who have been disqualified from the priesthood. So what we get here is really sort of the questions about the scope of the sacredness of, of the priests, right? How concerned are we with the continued sanctification of the priests? Because there are sort of longer ramifications. There are longer concerns for who we, who we choose to marry. So Rav Papa answers this question. He cites this Mishnah from Kedushin. He says, we learned in this mission, Kedushin, that there are 10 different groups of lineages that ascended from Babylonia. And here are the 10 groups. Priests, Levites, Israelites, uh, people who have been disqualified from the priesthood, converts, freed slaves, Mamzerim, Mamzerim Gibeonites, children of unknown paternity, and uh, something called foundlings, asufe uh, is the word, which kind of means children who kind of were taken from off the streets. And because they were found on the streets, we don't really know who their parents are. And now Rav Papa proceeds to sort of explicate this Mishnah, this saying further. Uh, So with regard to priests, Levites and Israelites, those three groups, they are all permitted to marry into one another's family. So those three groups can, can intermingle, can intermarry. Levites, Israelites, people who have been disqualified from the priesthood, converts, freed slaves, all of them are permitted to marry into one of those families. Converts, freed slaves, Mamzerim, Gibeonites, um, the children who sort of we don't know who their parents are, and then children who were found on the street who we also don't know who their parents are, all of those groups are also allowed to marry into one of those families. But the Tana does not teach that priestesses meaning daughters of priests, meaning 
the the women sort of in the case that the talented people have raised before Rav Papa and Rav Huna, the Tana does not teach that those people are permitted to marry people who are disqualified from the priesthood. So therefore, because there is this omission, therefore this must mean that these that these people are forbidden to one another, right? So because this Mishnah doesn't explicitly say that the the daughters of priests who are fit to marry priests, who are kasherot, can marry men disqualified. Therefore, it must mean that they are forbidden. So here we see Rav Papa sort of taking one, one opinion, right? And, 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 and we can find sort of a logical basis for what he says, both in terms of the text, right? The text doesn't say it. Therefore, you know, he can sort of put whatever he wants, but also theologically, right? Or, or, or emotionally, right? His opinion makes sense that we're sort of trying to maintain a certain level of purity, a certain level of holiness within our, within our priest. And therefore, we want to we keep the women who are kasherot inside of the, the clan by marrying priests who are also, who are also kosher to be, to be married, who, are, who, are not, who haven't been made pasul like the priests in, the, in, this, in this section. So that's his, that's his argument. The next opinion that we have in this Gemara is from Rav Huna, Son of Rav Yehoshua, the person who was with him, who was also asked this question, and and what he says, he says there is no proof from here, for he teaches th- this halacha anywhere that these guys can marry these guys, vice versa, and he says with regard to this specific case of a priest, if a priest wants to marry a woman who has been unfit, who has been made unfit, this is prohibited, but since this particular law is not taught by this this Tana in this Mishnah, therefore we can imply that, that it doesn't specifically say that priests, that female priests are warned against marrying, marrying men disqualified from the priesthood. So sort of both of them, both, both Rav Papa and Rav Huna, look at this lacuna that exists in the Mishnah, at the Mishnah. Look, look, look at this absence that's there, and they both come to a different conclusion. Rav Papa says, this absence means that it therefore must be forbidden. And Rav Huna, he's not quite willing to take such an extreme point of view. He says, this absence means not that they're forbidden. You know, I'm not sure he's necessarily saying that, that they're permitted, but he's saying it doesn't say this in the mission. You can't make that claim. And uh, finally, we have this Rav Yehuda, who is the person who... Sorry, we have Rav Idi Baravin, who's the person they're staying with, quoting Rav Yehuda as saying, daughters of priests who are kasherot, who are fit to marry, are not warned against marrying men disqualified from the priesthood. So this opinion ultimately sides with the opinion of Rav Papa, although he brings in a different source. He doesn't kind of bring in the same Mishnah. And what I love about this section is that we really see the anxiety that the rabbis had when examining their communities and trying to figure out sort of who to include and who to exclude. And what's so fascinating to me about this section is that we sort of see a very modern tension, right? a very modern question, which is who can someone marry, right? How concerned are we with lineages? How concerned are we with religious values? You know, there are sort of other things that, that are important in a marriage, right? And, and it seems like for us, maybe our bottom line might not necessarily always be the bottom line of the Mishnah when, when we're looking for, for partners and when we're helping someone sort of make the best choice for who's going to be a good life partner for them. But I like the fact that that tension about 
about intermarriage, really, about sort of marrying other people from sort of other communities with other values, that tension goes all the way back to the Gemara. And we see here sort of Rav Papa and Rav Huna kind of wrestling with with, with them kind of existing sort of in that, the negative space of this one particular Mishnah, sort of both putting their own feelings and baggage about this issue, placing it onto that Mishnah as a way of sort of coming up with and finding clarity about the question of who can marry who. So still very, as I said, very much still a relevant Mishnah for us today and a, and a relevant piece of Gemara. Thank you for listening. This has been the Daily Daf Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.